0: My name is Andrew Fry, and this is my wife Lauren Fry, and um, we are married, and we've been attending Anthem um, for quite some time now—not just a couple years—and then some in the beginning. Um, and I don't know why we were selected to do this, but here we are. Uh, they may have made made a mistake. I don't know if our name is similar to somebody else's last name, but uh, we're here to teach you guys, and it's an exciting opportunity for us. Um, just to teach and talk and um, learn. And just uh, we're really excited to be here. So um, yeah, with that, welcome. And um,
1: So we wanted to start by just telling a fun little story to just kind of break the ice. So it actually took us a really long time to come up with a funny story. We're like, okay, there has to be something funny that's happened to us in the eight years we've known each other. So then we remembered one. So uh, we have two cats, and we used to live on a farm where the cats were from, so they're like feral farm cats. And when we moved down to Simi Valley, we got a dog door, because we also have a dog, and our cats were bringing a lot of animals into the house. So most of the time they were dead, which is still really gross, but one morning we came out and both cats are underneath, or trying to get underneath our dishwasher. I'm like, oh no, this can't be good. So, about a week went by, and we didn't see anything, but during the day, I would hear rustlings around the house, and then during the night when we were sleeping, things started falling off the mantle and falling off the wall, so we're like, okay, there's definitely something alive in our house, and so...
0: Or she thought it was spiritual warfare. You never I was
1: starting to get a little creative. I was like, okay, something's going on. So then I started to see a little, like, droppings around the house, and I'm like, okay, God, we need to find whatever this is. So just please, tonight, we need to find it. So that night we're sleeping. God is faithful. And all of a sudden, we hear something. He's like, and Andrew's like, oh, the cat's on my head. I
0: swear, one of our cats was <laughs> on my head. I <laughs> hear,
1: and at the same time, we're like, The animal! And we jump up and there was a rat on Andrew's head. So we caught it, but God answers prayers, so that was pretty cool. (laughs) So Uh, in Zamora, right? We did, we we 20 minutes later, we cornered it in the bathroom with our two cats, and I had all my cleaning gloves and my rain boots. I felt more protected. I had
0: a Trader Joe's reusable bag. I don't know what to do.
1: And, yeah, we got it out. So, And we closed the dog door at night now. So yeah. no more animals in the house. So um, that's not what we're going to be talking about today. But.
0: Being faithful in prayer.
1: <laughs> it is part of it.
0: And, and how God answers in many ways. Uh, no, we will be talking about um, perseverance within being obedient. And also perseverance in everyday life, and different ways that we've been challenged, and um, kind of looking into this one thing that's that I learned uh, that stood out to me is the difference between endurance and perseverance. And the main thing that endurance is kind of passive. Uh, endurance is just experience, experiencing or surviving through pain, um, whereas perseverance isn't just experiencing those hardships. Um, it's going against them in order to strive and show excellence. It's When you persevere, you're really overcoming the obstacles that are coming at you instead of just enduring them and getting through them. So um, that's something that's really stood out to me when we've been talking about being obedient and within perseverance is just being faithful and striving through these. Um, so, we have a couple of different examples, a few topics, and we're going to see what the Bible has to say um, we'll open
1: us in prayer, huh?
0: Yes, I will also open us in prayer first so Father, thank you for today and the opportunity to hear um different- spe- different people speak um on just ways we could be obedient to you and how great it is um, and how freeing it is to be obedient to you. Um, Lord, I pray for this session. God, just um, give us the words to speak, God, and um, let's just honor you. Let us give you all the glory. Thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Uh, Yeah, so we just picked a couple topics today to cover in regards to perseverance. So we'll be talking about um, persevering um, in prayer and in our faith. In the Christian lifestyle and in suffering. Um, So we're going to start with uh, faith and prayer. And we join these two together just because you kind of need to have both of them together. You can't really pray without having faith. And um, so they go together really well. So um, we're going to start by reading um, a verse out of James. It's James 1, 2 through 6. So for me, I really found um, something that really works in my life is every morning coming before God and just asking him for whatever it is that I need for that day. If I know that up ahead of me, I'm going to have a really tough day, whether it's at work or with my kids or whatever it is, um, just letting myself be completely emptied before him and asking him specifically for what I need from him for that day and every day asking him for more of his spirit. And it's something every day, it's almost like a rehearsed prayer because I pray the same thing every day. It's just, God, I need you less of me more than you. And I just pray that over and over again throughout my morning. And I found that having these, they feel so desperate, but that is, it is desperation because I need, so much of him and so much less of myself to get through my day and then when i pray these prayers and then i see how he responds throughout my day it just increases my faith and it's like this cycle that keeps going where my faith is constantly being increased because of my answered prayers and i keep praying these prayers because without these prayers i'm not going to feel more of him and i'm not going to feel more of his spirit um, and another verse that I really like that goes along with this is Hebrews eleven six, and it's without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And so it's remembering that I have to believe that God can answer my prayers, and he obviously knows when I'm praying a half-hearted prayer if, if I'm not really even believing that he can answer it and so it's really dwelling before i pray on do i really have the right view of god that i believe that he can answer these prayers and when i have the appropriate view of god and he's a big god because he is a big god then i believe my prayers and um when i'm praying them i believe that he he will answer them um and most of the prayers that I pray aren't about him resolving a situation. It's more so how he can refine me through that. And so I learned to change my prayers, um, a lot from, um, you know, like when I'm praying for someone's salvation and just praying over and over and I feel like he's knocking at this door and he's not answering it. It's, praying that he will continue to give me the patience and the endurance to keep believing in him and keep praying and to not give up. Um, And so, yeah, just to not give up on praying for people or situations, especially when years can go by, decades can go by, and you feel like it's not changing, just knowing, and it's just having that belief in God, that right view of him, knowing that, he is in control of all things and that um, he understands what's going on way more than me in my simple human mind so
0: a big lesson a big lesson that I learned um, about being obedient within prayer was when um, we had our second daughter we have two girls and I thought I'd be an expert because we already had one and been through so i was like i know what i'm gonna do so i had the um in my mind i was like i'm gonna crush it i'm gonna be super dad I'm, two girls and um after the second one's birth i took a week off of work to be home and i'm like i'm gonna you know i'm home for this week i'm gonna help Lauren. i'm gonna be with the girls and be with our new daughter old daughter i'm gonna do it so up in the morning you know helping out when i could or take the older one to the park and um and I was just exhausted uh, because I was leaning completely on myself. I thought, I could do this, I could do it, you know. Um, and that taught me how, really how my posture should be before God, um, just how I should come to God um, needing him and just knowing I'm completely dependent on him, like Lauren said, every day because I can't get through it on my own um, and I read a Design God article about fatherhood um, and it was really good because it tells you that fathers, uh, God gave fathers broad shoulders because they are meant to carry a lot um, and to regularly come to the end of themselves and that's what happened to me within a couple of days when I was trying to do it on my own but you're supposed to come to the end of yourself so you could go to God because God wants you at the end of yourself. God wants you desperate and exhausted and just 100% dependent on him when you come to him in prayer because that's how we are as his children. We, we need him for everything. Um, and that's why, as like Lauren was saying, we're only intended to get through each day. And his grace is new every morning. For that day, he gives you just enough grace to get through that upcoming day. Um, whether it's going through tough seasons or just your everyday life, going to work, whatever you do in your life, we need to remember that we're entirely dependent on him because we're human and we're called to, um, God wants us to rely on him completely. That's the posture he wants um, us to come before him. Uh, Moving on to obedience in the Christian lifestyle, uh, the second verse we're going to read is from First Timothy s- chapter two verses one through four. So again, First Timothy two, one through four. It says, "I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thankfulness be made for all people, for kings and for all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness." This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and come to knowledge of truth. Um, I think kind of what stands out for us in that verse is kind of peaceful and quiet lives and all godliness and holiness. And uh, where we're at now, we can kind of look back and see like everybody, um, you know, our families are all a little unique. They have their quirks, and, um, you know, not everybody's raised in the perfect Christian household. Um, You know, I grew up in a Christian household going to church, but it never really went beyond that with my parents. Um, You know, there weren't any conversations at home about what we did, and, um, you know, we'd show up a little late because in the beginning of church, they just played music, and, you know, when the message was over, playing music again, all right, cool be traffic so um so it was was just kind of that routine of doing it and then um later uh when me and my brothers um kind of grew up moved out of the house got married have had lives of our own um we kind of see that my parents marriage instead of being centered around Christ was mostly centered about us uh mostly centered on us as the kids and that's um, really fell apart when it was just them because they didn't have that strong foundation. Um, and then also looking at, like, my brother who uh, isn't a believer. And he he's an actor and comedian in L.A., which in itself isn't bad, but um, just getting sucked into that lifestyle. So um, just thinking about how we want our marriage to be um, having peaceful, um, godly lives with holiness uh, it's just funny how, you know, different different families come, but we could still, you know, come before this and try and live to the scripture. And, um,
1: yeah. and, I, and I think part of, um, like, a lot of my family aren't believers either. My brother is not. Um, he's an atheist. And, um, like, when we're around our families, there's so many times that we leave and we just feel depleted because we haven't been poured into. And it's so hard sometimes to... Um, find the, the desire and the joy to spend time with them when we feel like we're just constantly um, just standing out and oftentimes being like ridiculed for that. Um, we're always made fun of because we don't watch Game of Thrones and we're always made fun of...
0: We go to um, bed early.
1: <laughs> yeah, because we go to bed early and wake up early. We're like, don't you guys have jobs? <laughs> and um, it's just... It's so hard sometimes, like, if we just focus on that to get burnt out and to feel, like, what's the point? Or, like, what's the point of, like, continue praying for them? Or what's the point to, like, continue to let our light shine before them? And then we just remember why we do what we do and that um, it's actually kind of, while we wish that our families were believers, it is um, also great to have that opportunity to let our light shine around people that we spend so much time with and that um, know us for who we are and we can be vulnerable and they can see that side of us and just pray that um, God changes their hearts and so um, it's hard with with families that don't believe but at the same time uh, we always have to just kind of remind ourselves of what our purpose is and, and what our goals are with them.
0: Yeah, it's a big lesson of being obedient when you feel um, like you're foreigners in a land. Because, you know, thinking we're here on earth, but our citizenship is in heaven. So just constantly keeping keeping that mindset. Yeah.
1: And so um, something for us, like, as we're living out the Christian lifestyle, we always feel like we're kind of going against the current. And I love that. (laughs) Um, And so one thing, actually, last year when we were at the summit, um, Andrew wasn't in the breakout because I think our daughter was crying, and I was totally inspired by it.
0: I was being super dad.
1: (laughs) He was busy being super dad, and I was... um, practicing obedience, and I was just super inspired by... We got it. We
0: got this. That's why we're teaching. That's why they emailed
1: us. Um, So anyway, it was about how to party well. I don't know if any of you were in that breakout, and we left, and I'm like, okay, we have neighbors. Um, We just moved out here like a year ago, and we've been wanting to connect with them, and so part of the breakout was just how to... um, kind of like do outreach in your community and so I'm like okay next weekend we're having all of our neighbors over at our house and Andrew's like wait what was this breakout about (laughs) like what is going on but um it's been really cool seeing how God's been using that to form relationships on our street and so we started that about um a little over a year ago now and um Not all the neighbors come, but it's something that causes people to say, well, wait, why are you doing this? And it's a really cool um, way to just share about why we do what we do and why we love people. And there's so many times, like, I feel like when you're committed to anything and especially something that takes time to really grow and build momentum, it's very easy to... um, drop it or get overwhelmed by it or feel like, oh, my gosh, this is way too much of a commitment. Um, like, for example, we probably only have five or six. So we have 24 houses on our street. We have a really long cul-de-sac. And we only have, like, five or six houses that consistently come. Um, and it's easy. I totally feel the enemy. Sometimes after we we'll ha- we call them happy hours. And after we have them, there's so many times I totally feel the enemy be like, oh, my gosh, you only had five houses come. Like, what about the other, like, 19 20 houses that aren't here like you're never going to get to them but then I think about those five or six houses that are there and now we see them all the time and now they host at their houses and they're taking ownership for it and I see how God's working in those relationships and um, none of them are believers and, and they know that we're believers and we, we're starting to have conversations with them and it's just really cool seeing um, just how God's working in that and now it's I mean, I know the enemy well enough to know when things are coming from him and, um, and how to turn that off and ignore it. But it's still hard, and it's still a challenge sometimes to keep going with something when it's a lot of work and it's a commitment and it takes sacrifice, but it's really fun. And now other streets are like, so we heard that you, like, have this thing once a month. Like, can we go? So now we're starting to invite other people on other streets. And um, so it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just the power of sanctification in the Christian lifestyle. I mean, Andrew and I have come really far um, from when we first started coming to Anthem seven years ago. And just how much we've grown in our faith and just the power of sanctification is so real, and it's so cool when you see it play out in your own life and how God is changing you. And um, I would say for us, something that we've really found that helps us in persevering in living a godly Christian life is um, we're just really disciplined with our time and really aware of what we allow to influence us. And so we're really mindful with things in this culture that, like, TV and music and social media and we are, that's something that our families make fun of us for, but we're very just um, wary of it because we know the power that, for us, that it can have over us in our thoughts and our words and our actions, and so in us trying to seek a more godly life and persevering in that, it's something that we totally have to do is... um, And we don't mind doing it. We we enjoy just being really mindful of how we're spending our time and what we're allowing to influence us. Um. So. Yeah, but.
0: uh, Oh yeah. Side note: By no means are we perfect. So. No, (laughs) we're not. (laughs) Throw that. We're not. We're not sitting up here because we have it all together. We, I, um, stumble a a lot. So um, these are all things that. We're like, yeah, these are great ideas, and we do them, but we don't always, you know, it's always hard to put it into practice. So um, we're both very broken, um, so it's just a continuing process of sanctification. Yeah, So for sure. Um, so no. Yeah. Um, the next one we're going to talk about is being obedient, within, uh, obedient and persevere through suffering. Uh, I'm going to read Romans 5, verses 3 through 5. Uh, Romans 5, 3 through 5. It says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us.
1: Yeah, so... um uh, we just celebrated our five-year wedding anniversary in June, and we went up to Canada for a trip. And um before we went, we were like gonna be camping in Banff National Park, and so we like made this little wish list of all the animals that we wanted to see. And we saw a lot of them. But um, so one of them that we always wanted to see was a mountain goat. And when we got there, we were getting all of our um camping equipment, and we asked this tour guide, he'd been living there for like 13 years, and we're like, oh, so. What's the likelihood of seeing a mountain goat? He's like, uh, well, there's a lot of snow, and it's covering all the mountaintops, and pretty much, unless you're up there, you're not going to see one. So we're like, okay, well, whatever. So we saw a lot of bears yeah. and bighorn sheep. That was the
0: animal I want to see, grizzly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um So while we were on our trip, um, my dad passed away, and it was really unexpected, and um, he had a heart attack, and... Um, it was really hard and so we were trying to get back home as soon as we could um so we cut our trip short and as we're driving along um trying to get from Jasper National Park the five-hour drive back to Banff um we just prayed and we just prayed you know God I, I know that my dad was a believer but just give us a sign that that he's with you and we'll be okay And we're driving this, like, completely, like, lowlands area, um, a two-way highway, and we go around this curve, and there's a mountain goat standing in the middle of the road. And I was like, it's just amazing that God, he just answers prayers, and he shows himself to us in the midst of when we are at our lowest, and we need him. And the point of the story, it's like, yeah, my dad was a part of this, but The point of the story was God and his faithfulness and how in the midst of um, just our struggles and just the hardship that this life can bring, that he is the giver and he gives us these amazing gifts in our lives, but he is the giver and that's what this life is about. And something that, um, kind of like walking through grief, like we we've had really blessed lives. Like, I feel like this is the hardest thing that we've had to go through, like losing a really close loved one and watching my mom go through her grief of losing a spouse. It's something that, it's just made me just see how as Christians we're supposed to grieve and how we're supposed to go through the pain of this life, whether it's, um, just like chronic pain, if it's infertility, if it's just going through death and, and the loss of someone that we love, um, God wants us to invite Him into our grief, and we're not meant to walk through it on our own. And we're just we're supposed to be set apart in how we grieve um, from non-believers. And you know, we have a God that sympathizes with our weaknesses and our pain, and it's something that when I'm having easy days, I praise him for that. And when I'm having hard days, I still praise him because he's the only thing that can pull me up and out of my pain is knowing that he, he knew all this was going to happen and every hardship that we have in our lives we are so consumed by it and it's so easy to not be able to see beyond it and we feel like we'll never move past it but god sees the whole picture and it's so comforting knowing that he is in control of all things and i know for me worshiping and just listening to worship music has been very therapeutic for me and it's something that I've always enjoyed doing I love music and that's one of the main ways that I um connect with God and praise him but especially when I'm in pain and I'm feeling this like immense um just need to be vulnerable spending time listening to music and worshiping him and praising him is the only thing that it completely changes me and turns me around and makes me just so filled with joy that it's like there's it just and it makes me feel so close to him because then I just am so reminded of who he is and just the power of his spirit and how it can totally um just change my heart um so yeah
0: yeah um I want to jump back to when I talked about prayer uh, a little bit earlier. I'm thinking about when um, we were in Canada, when we found out Lauren's dad passed away, we were five hours from our campsite and then another hour from um, the airport. So we need to do, we had a long drive ahead of us after that. And, um, you know, we, we just picked up from dinner real quick and left. And I was driving. I was like, in my mind, just, we got to get back. We got to get back. And I was trying to keep it together. Um, but then, like I was talking about with um, with my girls, I became exhausted, and uh, I just, I literally couldn't go anymore, because I was trying to hold it together for Lauren and get us back there, and that's when I, I pulled off the road. I was like, I, I gotta stop driving, I have to pray, and I think that was probably um, the most real prayer I've ever prayed, because I didn't have any of me left. Um, I needed to be 100% dependent on God, and that's when he had never showed up um now it's funny to say oh mountain goat story but he had never showed up in a tangible way like that because it was literally as we pulled out of the parking lot we made the next turn and it was right there um and there were cars behind it and it wasn't even phased it was facing us and so um (laughs) i mean you could write that off but i think both of us were like was that god just kind of showing us he was there so um I think in that moment, in times of suffering and also in easy times, we need to remember just to constantly be obedient. Um, and I read, uh, I heard an analogy about God being an archer and us being um, like his bow and arrow. And just picturing like him pointing at a target. And when you, you know, have a bow and arrow, you pull it back. But if you want to shoot it far, you pull a little bit harder and harder and harder. And um, the string on the bow it's thinking it can't go any further and sometimes we feel like we're being stretched so far and so far and so far and we're stretched and we're like there's no way i could take anymore there's no way i could be stretched further but god pulls us just a little bit more before before he lets us go and we're pointing at the target and um, kind of kind of on our way to the end goal so i'm um, just thinking about that um, in times where we're being stretched just remember to be obedient when because we know God's God's the archer, and I assume he's a pretty good shot.
1: <laughs> so just, like, some practical tips. Um, it's just it's so easy to say, like, oh, persevere, and you'll do great. And um, it's like, okay, well, how do I do that? So these are just a few things that um, just we practice and we feel like it helps us just on our journey of obedience um so with prayer and faith um just having that regular time every morning that you're praying and as your day's starting and it's I totally feel like there's a reason why people always say oh do your quiet times in the morning like Andrew does his at lunch because that works for him I do mine in the morning because that works for me, but it totally changes the tone of my day. And having that prayer time in the morning to come before God and just asking him and knowing that he will give that to you, asking him for um, more of his spirit, asking him for more wisdom, asking him to um, show you how he wants you to spend your time that day, um, asking these specific Requests and just seeing how he answers those and and what he does with your um, with your day and just believing it. So you have to have that faith. You have to believe it. And um, and like I was saying before the cycle, it, it's you know when you answer, when you ask these prayers and when he comes through and answers, maybe not even the exact prayer that you pray, but he you see him working in your life. And it just reaffirms that faith. And so even praying for more faith, I pray every day that God would just give me more faith in him. Um, Yeah,
0: that's pretty much all we got. We wanted to leave some time. No, we have more. Oh, no, we have more.
1: (laughs) This one. So Now it's just awkward. (laughs) Uh, Did you want to talk about the Christian lifestyle? (laughs) Way off (laughs) One more Um, Actually two more Christian lifestyle
0: Yeah and one thing Anthem uh, That Anthem's big on is Joining a community group and um, It's big because Going on Sunday mornings is only Part of it that's just you know One two hours one day a week And um, going to a community Group it just It makes a big difference because it fills you back up kind of midweek or whenever it is during the week and you're surrounded by other believers who you could you know discuss the mess message with or um just ask for prayer requests or um just in community together you have those people to be accountable um have them hold you accountable and you hold them accountable so that really stirs you on and i think that's where um for us um most of our growth has come from um just being in a community group and being challenged um, and poured into. And then now leading ours, um, it's very much a different challenge of um, hosting and pouring into others. Um, so I think being being in a community group is um, huge. And also how you spend your free, t- free time and just really be thinking about, is it fruitful? Um, is what you're doing with your time, um the time that God's given you, are you glorifying him or are you doing something to grow? Um and just really, you know, honor him and worship him.
1: Yeah, and then with suffering, um our advice is just to like not be afraid to be vulnerable and to find a way to allow yourself to be ministered to and a way to um channel your pain so whether it's um, some things that I do I journal um, having like close relationships with people that you can journey with Uh, my mom's doing a topical bible study and she's getting counseling and um, whatever your pain is if it's something that's lifelong or if it's like a season that you're in just finding a way to not allow yourself to feel isolated with your pain but finding ways like people that you can walk alongside you other believers who can um, pour into you and finding ways that you can just be um, connecting with God Um, yeah it's also just so necessary to find a regular time to worship God and replenish your joy in him it's so easy to um, just lose sight of him and So finding regular time throughout your day to worship him and feel that joy and it's healing. And it reminds me that my life isn't about me, that, um, and that God's with me. Yeah.
0: And I know, um, for myself, um, and for, for a lot of guys, it kind of fits the stereotype, but being, um, just being vulnerable when you're in, you know, situations, you know, when somebody passes away, um, you know there there's a lot of hurt there and um or you know whatever you have whether it's um marriage or friends or family or a job or anything but um just I think guys um to be to be vulnerable and really empty yourself um because that's when we grow the most that's when you grow together a lot um and really challenge each other and um you know instead of just keeping it all in that's that's not going to do much good um it's just going to foster, you know, potentially resentment or bad feelings. But um, just really, you know, have, it kind of goes along the same lines of being in a community group and um, having having guys in your life to really, really talk to um, and open up to. Um, so yeah.
1: Yep. And now it's at it. Now, now it's, it's it. at it. Okay. <laughs> so,
0: um, yeah, uh, we want to leave sometime. And then just if there were any questions or thoughts or um, yeah, I don't know, any, anything. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. good. Yeah. see if there's extra sandwiches. <laughs> Put them away. Uh, yes.
1: You mentioned your journaling. Is your journaling now coming off of a, a Bible study, or is it just journaling? Yeah, it's just um, no. It's not related. It's not structured at all. It's not based off a of Bible study. Um, I have two journals. I'm a big journaler. I actually wasn't before, but now I'm really into it. Um, So I do, like, I do one that's just, like, to my dad. So, like, things that I wish I could say to him and things like that, which is very therapeutic. And then I have a prayer journal. And so I just, like, write out. I orally pray, but I also like writing out my prayers. I also find that to be very therapeutic, taking the time to write them out and, um, and then look back later on them. So it's not a structured um, prayer journal, per se, where it gives, like, a topic of specific things, but I know they have those. <laughs>
0: um, I am definitely not a journaler, and um, people have always said how much it helps. And um, I started one, um, just I would kind of with, like, some stress or anxiety at work, um, I actually was talking with Matt about it. He said he told me start a journal and write down the things that um, you just want to give up to God. And so there's completely no structure to it. It's just a date and just kind of random thoughts. Um, but that's kind of helped me because it's just instead of internalizing it, I'm just I'm putting it on a piece of paper and just God, I'm giving these things to you kind of, or just jotting down um, scripture. Sometimes I'll write lyrics to, you know, worship songs and just. I think um, having that process of thinking about it and writing it out and just kind of putting on the pages and kind of giving it to God um, has helped me in journaling. Scott, did you have something?
1: Yeah, one, one of the things that has, um, uh, one of the seminal moments in my life has, was when I
0: realized that the suffering that I go through and that I was going through a really
1: horrible, uh, a season uh, years and years ago was that the realization that the
0: suffering that I am going through is not for my benefit it is for the benefit of the people that God will put in my path mm-hmm. yeah. that I'll be able to minister to when they're going through that yeah. same mm-hmm. degree of suffering yeah exactly it's easy to think of like you know why am i going through this but you know we could meet somebody five years from now like you were saying who's in the exact same situation that we were in and you could give them that advice the things you did how you felt and um be able to pour into them and also listen to them because you know exactly where they're coming from so good good point that's good anything else Yes, sir. One thing
1: that I found is when I realized, I do realize that I have an area in my life that needs working on, is I found it helpful to memorize some scripture Mm -hmm. that relates to that. Yeah. So it can come to my head without looking it up and and be able to think over that. You know, when I see it, oh, I'm doing this again. And to go over the scripture and dwell on the scripture. And that really helps me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I heard, I read something similar along those lines um, as far as um, like sins and temptations have a kind of like an arsenal of scripture for each one. Um, so when you have, when that temptation or sin surfaces, you could immediately recite scripture that um, extinguishes that. So yeah, it's good.
1: That's really good.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Good
1: job. Thanks. Thanks.